Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and my goal is to show you how to have a personal relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that salvation is through Christ alone by the free gift of God's grace. As we start 2021, we need to trust in something that is eternal, that is Jesus Christ, our confident hope. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. As you become rooted in the Word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. The episode will begin after a short message. Are you deaf to the Holy Spirit of truth? When last we left our hero, Stephen, who was on fire for Jesus um, in Acts 6, and he was full of the Holy Spirit, he was also falsely accused of blaspheming, which means saying lies about Moses and the temple. Stephen was only telling the truth that Jesus was the Messiah. Here in Acts 7, Stephen defends himself, presenting presenting the council with a Jewish history lesson. Let's dig in. We're in Acts 7. Then the high priest asks Stephen, are these accusations true? This was Stephen's reply. Brothers and fathers, listen to me. Our glorious God appeared to our ancestor Abraham in Mesopotamia before he settled in Haran. God told him, leave your native land and your relatives and come into the land that I will show you. So Abraham left the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran until his father died. Then God brought him here to the land where you now live. But God gave him no inheritance here, not even one square foot of land. God did promise, however, that eventually the whole land would belong to Abraham and his descendants even though he had no children yet. God also told him that his descendants would live in a foreign land where they would be oppressed as as slaves for 400 years, Egypt. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them. And God said, and in the end, they will come out and worship me here in this place. Jerusalem, that's where they are. God also gave Abraham the covenant of circumcision at the time. So when Abraham became the father of Isaac, he circumcised him on the eighth day. And the practice was continued when Isaac became the father of Jacob and when Jacob became the father of the 12 patriarchs of the Israelite nation. These patriarchs were jealous of their brother Joseph and they sold him to be a slave in Egypt. But God was with him and rescued him from all his troubles. And God gave him favor before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. God also gave Joseph unusual wisdom, so that Pharaoh appointed him governor over all of Egypt and put him in charge of the palace. But a famine came upon Egypt and Canaan. There was was great misery, and our ancestors ran out of food. Jacob heard that there was still grain in Egypt, so he sent his sons our ancestors to buy some. The second time they went, Joseph revealed his identity to his brothers and they were introduced to Pharaoh. Then Joseph sent for his father, Jacob, and all his relatives to come to Egypt. 
75 person, persons in all. So Jacob went to Egypt. He died there, as did our ancestors. Their bodies were taken to Shechem and buried in the tomb Abraham had bought for a certain price from, uh, from Hamor's sons in Shechem. As the time drew near when God would fulfill his promise to Abraham, the number of our people in Egypt greatly increased. But then a new king came to the throne of Egypt who, who knew nothing about Joseph. This king exploited our people and oppressed them, forcing parents to abandon their newborn babies so they would die. Genocide. At that time, Moses was born, a beautiful child in God's eyes. His parents cared for him at home for three months. When they had to abandon him, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and raised him as her own son. Moses was taught all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was powerful in both speech and action. One day when Moses was 40 years old, he decided to visit his relatives, the people of Israel. He saw an Egyptian mistreating an Israelite, so Moses came to the man's defense and avenged, and avenged him, killing the Egyptian. Moses assumed his fellow Israelites would realize that God had sent him to rescue them, but they didn't. The next day, he visited them again and saw two men of Israel fighting. He tried to be a peacemaker. Men, he said, you are brothers. Why are you fighting each other? But the man in the wrong pushed Moses aside. Who made you a ruler and judge over us? He asked. Are you going to kill me as you killed that Egyptian yesterday? When Moses heard that, he fled the country and lived as a foreigner in the land of Midian. There his two sons were born. Forty years later, in the desert near Mount Sinai, an angel appeared to Moses in the flame of a burning bush. The angel was a god. It was God. Not the voice of God. Oh. When Moses that's water down history. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight. As he went to take a closer look, the voice of the Lord called out to him. Okay, now we got the voice of the Lord. I am the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses shook with terror and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, take off your sandals for you are standing on holy ground. I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt and I have heard their groans and have come down to rescue them. Now go for I am sending you back to Egypt. So God sent Back the same man his people had previously rejected when they demanded who made you a ruler and judge over us. Through the angel who appeared to, to him in the burning bush, God sent Moses to be their ruler and savior. And by means of many wonders and miraculous signs, he led them out of Egypt through the Red Sea and through the wilderness for 40 years. Moses himself told the people of Israel, God will raise up for you a prophet like me, from among your own people. It's Jesus. Moses was with our ancestors, the assembly of God's people in the wilderness, when the angel spoke to him at Mount Sinai, and there Moses received life-giving words to pass on to us. But our ancestors refused to listen to Moses. They rejected him and wanted to return to Egypt. They told Aaron, Moses' brother, Make us some gods who can lead us, for we don't know what has become of this Moses who brought us out of Egypt. So the maiden idol shaped like a calf, and they sacrificed to it and celebrated over this thing they had made. 
that God turned away from them and abandoned them to serve the stars of heaven as their gods. In the book of the prophets, it is written, quote, was it to me you were bringing sacrifices and offerings during those 40 years in the wilderness, Israel? No, you carried your pagan gods, the shrine of Molech, the star of your god, Rephan, and the images you made to worship them. So I will send you into exile as far away as Babylon. And that is found in Moses chapter 5, verses 25 to 27. So our ancestors carried the tabernacle, it's kind of the little, the old little church with them, through the wilderness. It was constructed according to the plan God had shown to Moses. Years later, when Joshua led our ancestors in battle against the nations that God drove out this land, the tabernacle was taken with them into their, into their new territory. And it stayed there until the time of King David. Now, David found favor with God and asked for the privilege of building a permanent temple for the God of Jacob. But it was Solomon who actually built it. However, the Most High doesn't live in temples made by human hands, as the prophet says. Quote, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Could you build me a temple as good as that? Asked the Lord. Could you build me such a resting place? Didn't my hands make both heaven and earth? And that's from Isaiah 66 verses 1 and 2. You stubborn people. You are heathen, heathens, Gentiles, or pagans, at heart and deaf to the truth. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? That's what your ancestors did, and so do you. Name one prophet your ancestors didn't persecute. They even killed the ones who predicted the coming of the righteous one, the Messiah, whom you betrayed and murdered. You deliberately disobeyed God's law, even though you received it from the hands of angels. The Jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's accusation, and they shook their fists at him in rage. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God. He saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Kind of like Jesus is telling him, you're, you, you're doing good. This is what you're supposed to do. And he told them, look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Then they put their hands over their ears and began shouting. They rushed at him and dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. His accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. As they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. Yeah, this is a tough one. <laughs> and so we have the first Christian martyr. He saw Jesus. He knew where he was going. Before he died, he asked for his killer's forgiveness, just like Jesus did on the cross when he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Here too, we meet a young man named Saul, the same Saul who will have a one-on-one -on -one encounter with Jesus and be transformed from a persecutor to one of his strongest advocates. And that's coming up in Acts 9. <sighs> 
Stephen was boldly and faithfully obedient, empowered by the Holy Spirit. You receive the Holy Spirit when you become a born again Christian. If you have the Holy Spirit in your heart, you can call on him when you don't know what to say regarding the things of God. However, it takes a heart willing to accept the fact that you can't do it all on your own. You have to be open to hearing and recognizing the truth. And you can't ignore or resist the Holy Spirit. So, do you have a stubborn, prideful heart of stone? Are you deaf to the truth? Are you resisting the Holy Spirit? There's a very simple remedy. Invite Jesus into your heart. Jesus told us in Revelation 3, verse 20, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we'll share a meal together as friends. Jesus is knocking at the door to your heart. He will never force himself. Isn't it about time you let him in? If you don't know what to do, if you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog where there's links for you to dig deeper to. And there's also a link what says how to invite Jesus into your heart. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.